and welcome to Heal and Transform Your Life with Christine Hardy. I'm both a practitioner and a teacher of an energy healing modality called Life Alignment, which includes the complete integration of mind, body and soul and the environment we live in. Join me on a journey of self-discovery, inner work and transformation to discover your true purpose, work towards your highest potential and make changes to move forward with wisdom and confidence. Today I have with me my dear friend Chantal Jordan. She is an inspirational speaker, trainer and coach in personal development. Okay, so Chantal, we're just starting off with you and I today, and we are working with, <laughs> so we are working with um, anger and fear connected with rejection, which was actually a big thing for me because um, I didn't realize my patterns until this healing session started to unfold with what I needed to do about it. So we want to manifest friendly relationships because if we are holding anger and some kind of fear towards being rejected if we speak up for example um, we are going to react and respond in some way and it helped me actually to do this balance um, because I recognized my own patterns which isolated me over the years and one of my patterns was as a young child, I think that the way I was brought up was not to be heard, so to speak. You know, that you, you didn't defy authority by showing, you weren't allowed to even pout because if you pouted, you had to go to your bedroom and close the door and uh -huh. only come out when you had stopped pouting. So I suppose- uh, out when you stopped pout. <laughs> yeah. So, so I suppose I learned to suppress my anger and not express it. And that became my pattern throughout life. And it was only when I started doing my own personal growth in my maybe my mid thirties that, that I had to do an exercise once on anger and I couldn't do it for the life of me because we had to express our anger. And I said, but I'm not angry. So I was even going into denial about my own anger. And um, we had to do an exercise where we um, did something to express the anger, but without hurting ourselves. So we would need to put a cushion on our knees and thrash the pillow and express the anger or thrash our arms up in the air. And I saw all of these people, because there was quite a big crowd of us, thrashing their arms around and saying, I won't take this and I won't tolerate that and blah, blah, blah. I looked at them as if they're crazy because I had never, ever expressed my anger. And as a result of that, I noticed that um, I blocked out. So if I had to then later express or share with someone what I was feeling, I couldn't even remember. So I had numbed it out. I hadn't learned the art of responding to that anger or even noticing it in the moment and uh, reacting and responding appropriately. So this opened up a lot for me. And it's not like this was a new wow. Obviously, over the years, I've, I've learned that I have to speak up. 
and speak out about how I'm feeling. And being a lifeline counselor at one point, I learned about reflective listening and how to express um, how you're feeling without it coming out the wrong way. And um, for example, uh, what some people will do when they are hurt is the no talk treatment, which is actually a, a, a form of emotional abuse. It's the silent treatment. I don't know if you've ever experienced it yourself, but um, it's horrible when that's done to you and you're trying to communicate and this other person just shuts up totally and you can't get anywhere. Or another form of expressing is through sarcasm. You're hurting yourself, so then you want to hurt the other person. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's horrible when we are all stuck in some way with our own anger. So we either withdraw or we shout or we hold grudges, or we want to get even in some way. Um, and, and it's a horrible thing because being angry is, it sucks your energy so much. Um, mm. And yeah, emotionally and mentally, it's completely draining. Do the same thing. See, be seen and not heard. Go to your room, and this is the adults talking, stop counting teeth, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. And exactly what you went through, I also had to shut up. I also went to the transformational courses where everyone was beating their pillows. I understand and I, and I relate so well to what you're saying because we weren't allowed to express our anger, being a good little sweet girl, you know. Mm. <laughs> and we had to be beautifully behaved and very polite, etc. And it was just never appropriate. And especially, especially with adults, you weren't allowed to speak up, even if you didn't agree with them. You weren't allowed to tell anybody so, because it was rude. So, um, you know, the first time that came up for me was I was 28 in a boardroom full of men. I was the only woman in Toastmasters at that particular club at the time. And it was an all-male club at the time. And something came up. And when I did speak, I thought I was expressing myself, but obviously it came out with emotion. And somebody, instead of then um, dealing with the the objective at that time, all of a sudden the thing came with the, the guy that was causing the problem in the first place, everyone, well, not everyone, um, somebody said, oh, you know, you're so emotional and, um, you know, you mustn't get upset about these things. And so the whole conversation turned to my shaky voice or the way I was trying to stand up for this person he did their agenda and it was incorrect but I mean it's a it's a community thing it's a voluntarily based uh, organization so nobody else can do it nobody else wants to do it and then they still moan when things are being done incorrectly so that was all I was expressing but because I probably wasn't um wasn't eloquent enough to express something 
they actually heard the emotion coming out. And I was then the focus of attention, looking like, you know, the, the little girl that trying to stick up for the underdog, you know. It was, it was really such a big lesson. And that's when I dragged myself off to go and do the self-esteem stuff in London, etc. cetera. Right. Uh, just, yeah, and assertiveness, mm. et cetera. Because I realized that I wasn't behaving the way that a businesswoman should be, could be behaving professionally in right. that environment. Yes. Yeah. So I discovered it quite with some hard lessons very vital um, message that we can share with other people who haven't come to the realizations that we have been in the industry that we are in helping people. We've done our own work and, in, and it's about really getting to know yourself so that you can move on to do the work, like you said, to work on your self-confidence, to know who you are as a person, know your worth, because it's about self-confidence in the end, because we were suppressed. Maybe it's our era, and maybe the younger people today don't feel like that, but I invite younger listeners to come in and comment because there will be a place to be able to comment how it is for the for for their generation because certainly in our generation children had to be seen and not heard and so there was a lot that was suppressed and as a result of that I suffered in in my relationships by internalizing all my feelings thinking that the person who loves me and cares about me should know what they're doing. But also at the same time, they're reacting and responding according to the feedback that you're giving. Like you gave the example, you came across emotional. And you know, if you're internalizing things, at some point it's gonna come out probably the wrong way either explosive or you're going to be sarcastic or you're going to make snidey remarks because you haven't dealt with it appropriately from the beginning and and said oh what you just said made me feel and and then this is where the effective communication comes in with you know the other person hopefully not going on the defensive but actually learning the art of reflective listening, which is saying, okay, so what you're telling me is that you felt, so you're acknowledging the other person's feelings, but of course we've got to acknowledge our own feelings before we can even get to the point of expressing our feelings. And quite often we'll have a feeling and it's so uncomfortable, we just stuff it down. And funnily enough, when I started my healing journey and learning about healing, guess where it was blocked? <laughs> my communication uh, center you know it was completely blocked so yes it is and and another thing that I've learned and maybe you might agree as well is that you've got to face your fears and and to start off with it's really quite scary when you are expressing how you're feeling especially if it's anger or irritation or frustration, whatever it is. In fact, I found it easier to say and express what I was frustrated about rather than what I was angry about. 
So that's how I had to start the exercise. I had to start the exercise by saying, I feel frustrated when? And then I started to list the frustrations and boy, the list got very long. <laughs> it wasn't just one or two. And then as I went into it, that exercise built up the anger because I was acknowledging the frustration. And it took me on a, a journey where I could actually say, yeah, I was actually really angry about that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Christine, I really love what you've just said now, because it starts with irritation and frustration. So do you know the anger process, how you get angry? Because, you know, many times we are in situations where um, things aren't going according to our gender. Mm. And then slowly that irritation and frustration builds up and then we get angry. And then if we don't deal with it, it's an outrage and we do something really, you know, there's lots of people in prison for beating taxi drivers over the head uh, with uh, with a bat or shooting them and now spend the rest of their lives in jail because they couldn't manage or control that mm. kind of anger mm. so the process starts with a desire and can i can i yes, just use yes. a yeah. funny little example oh i'm thirsty i i i want some tea and then you ask somebody, if you're lucky enough to have somebody make your tea, you ask somebody for the tea. And then the next process, if the tea doesn't arrive, then it is an expectation. Now, where is my tea? You know, because now I've expected a demand. And now it's like 10 plus 10. Mm. And then you start feeling irritated, which gets worse, frustrated, or frustrated, irritated. And then, you know, by the time you look, it's half past 10 now, and you still haven't. So the desire moves to expectation, irritability, or frustration, and then it moves, only then does it move to anger. So when we are in a situation, and you know that's the steps that leads you there, you can quickly check yourself. That's why I think the philosophies say, don't expect anything. Because when you don't expect anything, obviously you're not let down. And you remind me of the, that process because mm -hmm. the more you delved into the thoughts around the irritation and the frustration, the more the anger came up, mm. you see. Mm. So the secret is to nip it in the bud and say, well, if I go down that path, and I still have this expectation that is not met, mm. what is going to happen? And then you basically can choose still when you're cool, calm and collected, what your outcome is going mm. to be if you lose it or what outcome do you want? So instead of getting into that negative emotion, you can actually stop that process step by step because you know yourself, you know what's going to come next. And then you get out of that and change your thinking. Exactly. So, uh, this isn't about how we can do that. There's yes. many ways to do that. Yes. But at least you've got a starting point to, it's like a little, uh, your pressure cooker, you know, you can see where it is and how hot it's getting and what pressure's in there.
So when you get to know yourself, you know at which stage of the process you are and you can nip it in the bud. Because invariably, you know, if you do go down that path and you don't firstly acknowledge it and secondly, don't do something about it, then that is when the reaction is there and not the appropriate response. Exactly. So that's where um, knowing your triggers is very important. So we'll all have different triggers based on our belief systems, based on our expectations, based on our past experiences, how we were brought up. And, and all of that will, will play a role in what those triggers are. So yes, it's vital to know what is your trigger and to notice it in that moment. Oh, that made me feel and then acknowledge the feeling because anger is a good barometer to we need anger we need emotions to to understand ourselves and and to move through those triggers and choose how we're going to respond to them instead of reacting to them and i'm going to get to that um, with the self-help and understanding you know your triggers um but I just want to backtrack slightly because anger and a fear connected with rejection, there's always going to be some pain, memory of pain associated with it. And, and, and so the two are going to feed into each other. So if you've had childhood abandonment, for example, there's going to be a fear about rejection. And it might not just be an abandonment, it could be a loss of any sort. And, and you're going to go into this fear of rejection. And when you're in that fear, you push away from you that that you want most, because you're putting up your, your shield, you're putting up your protection, your, your barriers to, to prevent yourself from being hurt. Yeah, we put up the icicle wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yes. The first thing I think is to notice how are we responding. So if you're having problems sleeping, there's got to be an issue. For example, if you're on edge, irritated, if you notice that you're starting to criticize your partner or someone at work, for no real reason, you kind of just irritate it and you come back with a, a sharp lash of your tongue. <laughs> Those are the warning signs that something's wrong and then you end up hurting others. But anger actually turns in on itself. They often use a quote, um, you know, if you're throwing anger at somebody else, it's like throwing a hot coal, but you've got to burn yourself first. So mm. what you're giving is actually what you're getting. So the quicker we deal with those triggers and those belief systems, et cetera, yes. the better and less the pain. Yes. The bigger the trigger, the yeah. more baggage we're carrying, the more we don't clear that, the bigger the reaction and the more mm. damage we do to ourselves and yeah. others. Exactly. So the, the secret is to try and clear all that old baggage and old triggers. And obviously that's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. So what I 
often do is just deal with one at a time you mm. know because mm. you can't you can't just fix the childhood of rejection mm. all at once however i can learn how to manage myself so that in this particular moment when something comes up mm. i didn't have to heal my whole past mm. but when it comes up i've still i'm aware i'm more self-aware so that i can self-regulate and mm. choose a better response when i'm cool calm and collected rather than mm. react when i'm emotional because you know when we're high in an emotion we're not thinking clearly and we make bad decisions we say the wrong thing we regret etc etc et exactly. so dealing with that is probably one of the biggest things we need to learn in our life because pain is one thing mm. but suffering it you know over and over and over mm. because you keep on making mistakes and making things worse mm. because you didn't have that wonderful communication process that you were speaking about when mm. you whatever i feel next time will you exactly you know, and and a lot of it is also you know someone who's not an outgoing person might be afraid to stand their ground and stand up for themselves you know and and they they they're afraid to to express their needs yes, yes. The wonderful thing about that um can can I add something there? Mm. The wonderful thing about that is that um we all faced with situations where we don't feel like speaking up. But when we've done it a few times and it doesn't serve us, mm. then we've got to behave in a different way. Mm. So thinking something because of our past conditioning is one thing mm. but reacting and thinking mm. that we need anger we don't need anger mm. because anger is very harmful we can feel it on the inside mm. and we can say i'm emotional right now i can't deal with this but mm. i'll give you a call or visit you tomorrow or whatever and we can discuss it so first mm. get out of that anger so that we're not so that we're not making it worse exactly you know, petrol in the fire or something exactly and then you deal with it in a better way yeah exactly yeah. so in the moment if you're the sort of person that just either would go into being really angry and expressing it which is the opposite of what we were saying for us not being able to express some people go the other way where they get so angry they're shouting and yelling just to try and intimidate the other person and make themselves being heard and they're the opposite of you know standing their ground to a point of trying to intimidate you and make you feel small um and and so we're with these different personalities who are dealing with their anger in different ways and a very good point to follow on what you were saying there Chantal is to remove yourself and say I'll come back I'm feeling really angry right now so you've acknowledged at least how you're feeling you've expressed how you're feeling and and what you're saying is I can't deal with this right now go away take a few deep breaths settle yourself or remove yourself yeah. from the person go into another room or another another 
province if you have to. <laughs> but don't be bullied. <laughs> and don't be bullied. If somebody says, no, we're going to talk about it now, and you really don't feel competent enough to handle it in a way that's going to serve you, best remove yourself, even if it makes the other person more angry, more the reason to get out of that space. Absolutely. And, you know, bullying starts at school as well. So going back to poor children being who are, are being bullied at school, they turn into those kind of adults that attract the relationships that are continuing the pattern of being bullied. So good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm. Mm. Very important. So I think it was time to get better, Christine, because, you know, it's a very big personal development um, hurdle to, to cross. But if you just think, yes, I'm like this, this is what triggers me. I do mm -hmm. want to stay cool, calm and collected because it serves me better in the long run even though I have to speak out at the moment, even if mm -hmm. you're in the situation and you can't remove yourself, just to let the person talk, 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 blow off their steam. And then you say, may I respond now? And in the meantime, you keep quiet, you just let them blow off the steam. And then you do your, when you, I feel next time. Exactly. Uh, communication, you know, process. So, yeah, so another thing I'd like to just bring up for new people who are trying to, you know, learn from this on, on anger management and what they can do to help themselves through this fear connected with rejection and how it's impacting their relationships is to um, take away a few tools um, so we know that in body-mind medicine, the anger goes somewhere in your body. Your fears reside somewhere in your body. So typically, anger will be in your liver and your spine being your main support system. Um, if you are suffering fear somewhere, it will affect the way you're supporting yourself. And so the spine, your structural system is going to be impacted in some way. And I, and I, sometimes I know these things are just postural. We're in front of computers a lot and everything. But have you seen people where they really caved in on themselves and you can just see their posture is, it's almost like they're shrinking themselves, making themselves smaller than what they really they're are. Having because they're contracting. They're contracting because of the fear. When you love, you open up yourself and you are um, you expansive, you know, you're friendly, you, but everything is open. As soon as you fear, then that's when you withdraw into yourself and you contract and you close your heart off. And you can actually sometimes see people as they're doing it because they'll yes. retreat into themselves or close you know, either their mouth, their throat, their, or block their heart. It's mm -hmm. actually, you can see it happening to someone. So you talking to someone, let's reverse the roles. If you speaking to someone and you notice that they're doing that, then know that you're saying something that's either being demanding or, you know, uh, or coming across as too mm. strong for them and 
back off a bit, you know, give them an opportunity to speak up because else they're just going to cringe and they're really not going to say anything because they fear speaking up. Exactly. If you haven't learned to speak up, you know, fear, feel the fear and speak up anyway. Exactly. The Susan Jeffers book, which is an excellent one. I don't know if it's still in print because I read it so many years ago, but Susan Jeffers wrote a book, Feel, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And that made a big um, impact for me. Um, and I've done little things and some very big things in my life where I faced my fear. Um, faced my fear. You helped me with public speaking. There you go. There was one big one. Another one was fear of, of going underwater and scuba diving. And, and I did that. And I literally, you know, contracted in fear for one year going into rough sea and diving but I faced the fear and I did it anyway and like you said it gets easier so whatever little steps people are taking to face those fears and and do one little baby set at a time act it out if you have to start off with standing up for yourself and standing your ground act it out and and practice and if you're the other way around and you and you are too volatile then learn to take a deep breath and and walk away for a minute and calm yourself down um we can use positive affirmations and um that helps a lot as well some people diffuse things with humor i love it when people diffuse things with humor i wish i had that kind of sense of wit and humor I, I have seen a tense situation and someone can diffuse it in seconds with a sense of humor. I, I think that's just such an acquired, wonderful skill. I wish I, I wish I had that skill. It's it's just absolutely super. Um, sometimes it's really for Christine, but sometimes that's just a coping mechanism as well. They're suppressing. So we've always got to be mindful of, of that. Are they actually as cheerful as they're pretending to be you know because maybe that's their coping coping mechanism just to laugh it off yes i think that's very scary because that means that you're not being honest with yourself i think you know the difference though when someone is laughing it off as opposed to making someone laugh about seeing the funny side of it in the moment there's a a little little bit of a difference yeah so yeah and I was going to lead on to something else but it's gone out of my head now so it doesn't matter but but that yeah it it, it is it, it's just a wonderful journey when you we never ever get there I'm in my 60s I'm not going to give my exact age but I'm in 60s now I was almost going to say well you know I'm as old as my tongue a little bit older than my teeth which is what my mum would say she would never done <laughs> older age and my father used to always take 10 years off his age but anyway let's just say I've got life experience but because I've got life experience doesn't mean to say I know it all I don't because different people come into our lives with different personalities and it's not that we should be treading on glass with another personality either because we've got our personalities and and why should we suppress our personalities um you know we need to learn to adjust and adapt to different personalities but it is a a nice idea to have some kind of sensitivity to other people's feelings but at the same time be you Mm. very true yeah and it's baby steps and we never get there. As you said, there's, 
you know, you think you've just managed that so well. And then mm. tomorrow it's a similar situation, but not exactly the same. Yes. And that's what life is, you know. I think it's mm. a road less traveled. The first sentence starts with life is challenging. Like, get over it. Life is difficult. Life is difficult. Yeah, that's yes. exactly it. Yes. Scott Peck. Yeah. Lovely book as well. So, yeah, so I hope that our conversation has really given some listeners food for thought. And, um, and I think, you know, like what you do in the mornings for us, this lovely yoga, which is, I've been really enjoying that for managing stress and anxiety and injuries, funny enough, has just been absolutely super. And I love my walking because that's my stress management as well, getting out into the fresh air and out into nature. So if we don't have a balanced life, you know very well, Chantel, hey, that we're going to have this pent up frustration in us. And of course, anyone can come along and just irritate us because we're irritated with ourselves. <laughs> yes. yes. And then even something as small as my cup of tea didn't arrive on time could irritate you. So. Yes, have a few things like that that you're busy stacking up, you know. Yes. Um, you know, that chip on my shoulder. Oh, I've got another chip on the other shoulder. That's why I'm so balanced. Now, that's supposed to be humorous, but yes, I think we all deal with that kind of stuff every day. And I think the stuff that we do in the morning, incorporating the breathing, is also very important. So important. Uh, Christine, have you done um, have you done a, a breathing technique with your group to okay? Yes, I've got some lovely breathing techniques. So so what I would like to suggest is anyone who's listening to our chat who feels that they need help and need support. Um, I'm talking about now not just talking about it, but I'm talking about healing it. That's, you know, working with the emotions that are stored in the body and, and really working through it on an energetic level, not just on a mental level like we are talking about it now. It's, it's coming from a mental level. It's not doing the actual energy work. Um, I'd like to invite people who really feel that they're struggling or know someone that's struggling to come and do the work. And um, they can email me, um, Christine at christinehardy.co.za and yeah just let me know you know what it is you would like to work with what are you struggling with is it something you're struggling with yourself or is there another person that you're struggling with their personality and the way they're dealing with their own anger and um, all I need is your name printed on a piece of paper preferably a white piece of paper no background cropped emailed to me and your cell phone number, and you can actually start this healing in the inner healing journey. Because when you change your world, you change the world of everyone else around you. And we make our world a much better place, as we know. Absolutely. It's always interesting to look at ourselves. And um, as you said, if you make a different positive difference to yourself and you putting out those positive feelings and choosing the love over fear. Yes. Then it ripples out. So often, um, you know, I'll ask myself, oh, am I rippling out a positive effect or a negative effect? 
because that's the difference we each can make in our world. So imagine if all of us just decided to be positive, uh, be positive, it always sounds so cliche, but to, let's say, to choose love, that's the new one, you know, to choose love over fear every time. When you have a decision, just try and get yourself out of that situation and ask yourself, what would love do? What would fear do? And choose the love, even if you're still mad, choose the reaction so that you can respond appropriately with that love, which is actually going to serve you better in the long run, as opposed to every time, if you had to choose fear, it's bad for you and it's bad for others. So what are we rippling out to our world and not even our world, but you should know better than most uh, the body-mind consciousness. So if you're living in fear all day, every day, what are you doing, even if you're on your own, sitting at home alone, perhaps in lockdown, what are you doing to your own body by having that negativity or fear, rejection, anger, etc.? Yeah, so it boils down to listening to your own self-talk and noticing yes, your own self-talk. Yeah. And stopping and changing the path that you're on. Mm. Um, now, I often say, I often ask my groups, so who believes knowledge is power? You know, everybody, oh, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah, and everyone puts up their hand. I don't know if I did it on our course, but then I say no, and they're like, no, because they all said it. So they all think they're getting it right. And as we know, it's applied knowledge, applied knowledge. So we can read all the books that we want to about different breathing techniques, about different processes, but unless you're making it practical and actually practicing it, like you said, write your name, send it in, let's do the healing, let's do the work. I would, I would even say before we finish today's session, if you can do a breathing technique with us, so that if anybody is really sitting there and thinking, I'm anxious, this is bringing up childhood memories, and yes, I feel like that, or I'm in a real crappy mood today, how can I quickly change it, or I'm anxious and fearful. We know that once, because of the body-mind consciousness, once we can calm the one down, it will help with the other. So you either change your thoughts about it, mm. that you can say and do mm. the right thing, or you've got to change your body you know, mm. with the use of either stretches or your breathing sure. techniques. Are you so, are you wanting a breathing technique? Would you like me to send you one? No, I've got. I've got. You've got um, enough. I've got some. I've, I've got, got enough. Okay, because and I've got some wonderful breathing um, exercises. Good. Um, sorry, and I will share. Yeah, so now I'll share breathing exercises um, with anyone who is wanting to do the work. And um, it is. It's about um, dedicating it to yourself. That's again part of making your interior world better to make the exterior world better. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm just going to stop this recording. <laughs> And there to see, yeah, oh no, that share screen. I don't want to do share screen. So I'll go here, recording.
Thank you for participating in Heal and Transform Your Life with Christine Hardy. If you would like to learn more, please visit my website, www.christinehardy, that's H-A-R-D-Y, lifealignment.co.za. Join me next week when we shall work with our collective consciousness for the transformation of our world, which starts with you. Thank you for leaving your review. If you found this podcast helpful, 